Hey church, this is Pastor Brett. Thank you for tuning into the Midweek Connection for May 3rd, 2023. We've got a couple of announcements today and then I'll have a spiritual focus um, all about what it means to be a witness for Jesus Christ, which ties into our new sermon series that we're kicking off here in the month of May. So thank you for tuning in. Let's dive in. So, for the entire month of May, Pastor Mike is out of town on a study sabbatical. He's going to be preparing the entire month um, for an upcoming sermon series in the book of Revelation. Now, it's not going to start till September, but he's taking the entire month of May to really study and prepare um, and to craft what all of that's going to look like, how long it's going to take, how to break up the text. So please be praying for him as he studies, as he prays, as he writes, as he plans. That's a big series. It's a very big book. It's a very challenging book. So please be in prayer for him. And we're excited to see um, what God does through him in that series. And so please be praying for him while he's gone. This coming Sunday, we're kicking off a new sermon series called Be My Witnesses. This comes from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And we're going to be looking primarily at four things over the next four weeks. First, we're going to talk about what is a witness. What does it mean to be a witness? How do we define being a witness for Jesus? Second, we're going to talk about praying for the lost and the need to intercede for the lost as they are far from God. Third, we're going to talk about caring for the lost. How do we demonstrate the good news of Jesus through our life while also sharing the good news with our words? And then we're also going to talk about in the fourth week, sharing with the lost. And we're going to be talking about sharing our life, sharing our testimony, and sharing the gospel. And so I hope that throughout this series, our hope and prayer is that you and I would grow in our ability to care for the lost, to share with the lost, to be more intentional with those who are far from God, that we'd be more sensitive to them as they're in our life, wherever we are uh, at, whether we're at our neighborhood, our, our, our workplace, uh, friends, family, wherever God has placed us, there are people in our life that don't know Jesus. And we want to be sensitive to that reality as well as intentional with that reality. And so please be praying for Pastor Adam and I as we prepare those messages. And uh, we'll be kicking that off this coming Sunday. So please join us for that. In terms of announcements for this week, the first thing I want to draw your attention to is the Men's Ministry Special Event that's coming up on Saturday, May 20th from 11 to 2. We are concluding our season of Men's Breakfast by having a big kind of end of the year um, lunch. We'll have a big uh, lunch for you, smoked meat, uh, lots of sides, a lot of good food. I'll be bringing a message to kind of wrap up our series on the disciplines of a godly man. Uh, we'll have time for small group discussion. There'll be even a fun cornhole tournament at the end um, just to try to enjoy some time fellowshipping together. And so this is a great opportunity to invite another guy, invite a friend. Uh, it's $5 if you want to participate if you're a regular here at TMC. But if you invite a friend or a guest, they are free. But everyone needs to register so we can plan on how much food to have. So check that out in the email blast this Friday. And uh, we hope that you can come and hang out with us. Second, on May 28th, which is a Sunday, right after the service, we're going to be doing an all-church picnic, kind of a potluck style. You don't need to bring anything. We'll provide all the food. You just come. Um, again, this is going to be an awesome time to fellowship with a lot of people, uh, get to know some people maybe you don't know as well, make some new connections here at church. We would encourage you to do that. Sit by someone you don't know. Um, again, you don't need to bring anything, but signups would be appreciated. And so for the next couple of weeks, Jane is going to have a sign-up table in the cafe. Um, and so you can sign up for that. Um, and so please check that out. 
And while I'm thinking about it, um, there's also going to be a sign up for the men's ministry event as well in the cafe. So if you want to pay with cash and a card in person in the cafe, you can do that the next two Sundays. Third is the uh, graduate recognition. Every year we honor our graduates um, and celebrate them and all that they've done throughout the course of their time. And so, but we want to get you involved in that process as well. And so while we're going to be having kind of a celebration moment on Sunday, June 4th, um, we want to start this Sunday by filling up baskets with things for them that the graduates can have. And so out in the cafe, you're going to see different baskets uh, for each of the graduates. And we'd like to invite you to bring something to contribute to that for them. So whether that's a school supplies, that's dorm room necessities, maybe that's some tasty snacks, gift cards, maybe it's resources that point them to Christ or resources that have been helpful for you in your faith journey and you think it'd be helpful for them. We just ask that you would bring something that's the same for every basket so every graduate gets the same thing. Um, it's a great way to bless them and encourage them as they transition into the next season of life, whatever that might be, whether it's college or entering into the work field. So um, if you have any questions about that, you can check out the email blast this Friday, um, or you can contact Pastor Adam, and he can give you more information or more ideas as well. And so we look forward to celebrating them and encouraging them as they transition into the next season. So that's it for our announcements for this week. Now we're going to turn our attention to the spiritual focus. So as I've mentioned, the uh, new sermon series in the month of May is going to be called Be My Witnesses, and that comes from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. We're going to unpack what it means to be a witness. We're going to be focusing on this Sunday, we're specifically going to talk about um, part of being a witness is about being surrendered to the Holy Spirit. Secondly, it's about being focused on the kingdom. And third, it's about being engaged with the lost. And so we're going to unpack all that on Sunday, but today I want to talk about, well, why does all that matter? I mean, uh, why does it matter? Why is it so important to be surrendered to the Spirit, focused on the kingdom, and engaging with the lost? Like, why, why is that important? Well, I think it's important because being a witness um, is something that Jesus has commanded, really, all of his disciples to do. When you see Jesus commanding us to go and make disciples of all nations in the Great Commission in Matthew 28, you can't really go make disciples without being a witness of Jesus Christ. Obviously, the early church, they were witnesses, the early apostles. They witnessed the life of Jesus. They witnessed his, his life and his resurrection. And then they were commissioned by King Jesus to go and share what they had heard and what they had seen. And so that legacy of sharing what Jesus has done in our life continues for all believers today. So being a witness matters because Jesus has commanded us to go and to make disciples. And part of that is telling people what God has done in our life through the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Secondly, being a witness matters because King Jesus has made a way for sinners to be forgiven of their sins and adopted into his family. And the primary way that lost people learn about that reality of the good news of the gospel is through those whom God has redeemed and sent back into the world to go. And so if there's nobody sharing the good news of Jesus, how are the lost going to hear? I think of Romans 10 that talks about that reality of how are they going to come to an understanding of the faith? How are they going to hear unless somebody preaches? And how are they going to preach unless they are sent? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news? I mean, all of these ideas are about God's people carrying God's message to those whom he has chosen and called and it's not our job to know who that is, but it is our job to share and to be faithful, to pro proclaim what God's done in our life and to proclaim what he could do in their life as well if they would repent and believe and follow Jesus. Third, I think being a, kingdom, being a, a witness matters 
because King Jesus teaches us to invest our lives in things that have eternal value. You can't read the Gospels and read Jesus' words and come away with the idea that we're down here to just live our life the way that we want, to do whatever we want. It's actually not the case at all. Uh, the Bible is very clear that we've been bought at a price. We've been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ, and we've been redeemed so that we would be a part of God's redemptive mission elsewhere, that we, have, we are supposed to not just live for ourselves, but to live for the one who died for us. Jesus' words specifically, I want to share two passages with you from Jesus' words himself. Let's first look at Matthew 6 and see what Jesus has to say about investing our lives in things that have eternal value. So Matthew 6, 19 through 21, Jesus says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now notice that the key point here in this passage from Jesus is that the issue is that of priorities. Jesus is saying, don't just lay up treasures for yourself on earth, these temporary things that will not last. You need to invest and prioritize things that will have an eternal value, laying up treasures in heaven. We're not talking about physical things. We're not talking about money. We're not talking about possessions. We're talking about investing in other people, sharing the good news of the gospel, sharing the truth of God's word, investing in people so that they would become more like Jesus Christ. Those are the types of things that will have a treasure or a reward in heaven because it'll last for eternity. So what lasts for eternity? Our souls. So investing in people, investing in their soul, investing in them, knowing Jesus and growing in Jesus is something worth prioritizing. Let's also look now at Luke 12, 13 through 21, another passage where we see Jesus talking about the idea of investing in things that have eternal value. Luke 12, 13 through 21 says this. This is here Jesus, and he says, Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he, meaning Jesus, said to him, Man, who are you, or who made me a judge or an arbiter over you? And he said to them, this is Jesus here, Take care and be on guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable, saying, The land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, What shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things that you have prepared, whose will they be? So this is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Church, that's a really sobering passage from Jesus. He tells this parable about a guy who basically lives his entire life to collect more possessions and treasures and earthly things, thinking that that's what really matters. And once he's accumulated and massed all of this stuff, he says, I'm going to sit back, I'm going to relax, I'm going to eat, drink, and just enjoy life. 
And Jesus says that that kind of guy is a fool because we don't know when our last moment on this earth will be. Our soul could be required of us. We could pass from this life in an instant. The Bible talks about our life being like a mist or a vapor, that it's only here for a second, then it's gone. And so Jesus says, a fool is a person who lays up treasure for himself, but is actually not rich toward God. And so the issue here is focus. The fool in that parable was self-focused. They were focused on building their own kingdom down here, but they were not kingdom-focused. They were not focused on the eternal things of God. And so we have to wrestle with these things. Where are your priorities today? Where is your focus? Are you building and amassing a kingdom down here, whether that's earthly possessions or even your calendar and your priorities? Has your life become so centered around this world that you are not really having any time or resources or energy to invest in things that have eternal value? These are things that we have to wrestle with. And we all have room to improve, including myself. Um, Priorities are always going to be an ongoing battle that we have to continue to tweak and to analyze and assess. Am I living my life for Jesus and what he's asked me to do? And so, I think this is something that I think is so important because we talk about this whole month being a witness. If we don't understand why we should be a witness, not only that Jesus has commanded us to be one, but that that's how lost people are going to hear about the gospel and that our priorities are actually supposed to be centered around King Jesus and his kingdom, not our world and our kingdom and our dreams and our pursuits. It's not about me. It's not about you. So I'd like to end our time today with a quote Um, from C.T. Studd, who was a missionary. He was born in England in 1860. He was born into a very, very wealthy family, had all the money he could ever want, and later inherited a fortune from his dad, but ended up actually giving all of it away towards missionaries all over the world. Um, And he got saved in 1878, um, and he was actually one of the seven men called the Cambridge Seven who joined Hudson Taylor Um, back in 1885 to go to China with the China Inland Mission. And as you, if you're familiar with Hudson Taylor's story at all, he did a profound work in China, was one of the first pioneer missionaries over there to reach Chinese people for the sake of the gospel. And so it, uh, he was a profound uh, um, example, C.T. Studd was, of giving away his life and his health and his wealth even for the sake of winning souls for the kingdom. And his life and his service for Christ will always, I think, be a a strong, convicting moment for every Christian, um, especially for for those who seek to make their own little comforts down here and to make our whole world about us. Um, But he has a quote that I want to share with you that's been impactful for me. And I think it sums up what we've been talking about today and hopefully encourages you as we go into May to think about living your life focused on the kingdom, surrendered to the Spirit, and then engaged with lost people. So here's the quote from C.T. Studd. He said, Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. So as we end our time, I think that's just an incredible quote. Um, We only have one life. We don't even know when it's going to be over. We We could be gone tomorrow for all we know, or we could live another 50 years. I don't know. But... The truth of that quote, I think, rings true. Only what's done for Christ will last. That quote echoes what we've just heard Jesus say. 
Don't just lay up treasure for yourself down here. Lay up treasures in heaven. And those are the types of treasures that can never be destroyed, that will never be wasted. And so as you think about your one life, what are you doing with it? Are you living in a way that demonstrates and declares the goodness of God through the person and the work of Christ? Are you investing in people? Are you investing in them coming, becoming more like Jesus? Are you investing in them to learn about Jesus, to hopefully become a follower of Jesus someday? Those are the types of things I think we should listen to Jesus about. Those are the type of things that I think we need to wrestle with. And those are things that we'll all be adjusting to, of course, throughout our whole life. So I hope this has been encouraging to you. It might be challenging, but I hope that um, throughout this month, we will be challenged together to prioritize the kingdom more than ourself and to focus on eternal things more than temporary things. Let's pray. Um, Father, this is a challenging word. Um, It's a challenging word from Jesus. And yet, God, you have redeemed us and saved us, not that we would just be comfortable here, but that we would be on mission with you, joining you in your mission to see the lost found, to see the found discipled and grown, to see the church healthy and vibrant and in unity and loving one another and serving one another. So I pray that whatever you're speaking to your church today, that we would be willing to hear from you and to obey, to follow faithfully. As we go throughout this month, Father, I pray that you would lead us and guide us to show us how we can be a witness right where you've already placed us, where we live, work, play, and do business. May we be found faithful and joyful in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you for tuning in today. Um, I hope to see you on Sunday morning when we kick off our series, Be My Witnesses. Uh, Thank you for tuning in today. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you soon.